The book of James helps believers deal with that dreaded issue of sin. We don't often like to talk about sin, do we? You know, Jesus still loves us when we sin, but he has so much more for us than what sin has to offer. I hope that today's program will be an encouragement to you. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. We're dealing with sin and temptation. You know, this is a subject that we don't often like to talk about, but it's so important to talk about it because we want victory over sin, don't we? We want to please the Lord in all of our daily choices. And these verses that we're reading in James are helping us so much. Let's read James 1 now, verse 14. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Do you see what really entices you? It's your own lust. It's you. It's the things that you desire and want and don't have under control. And then verse 15 says, then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. This is a very, very sad progression, my friends. It starts with your lust. It progresses to sin. It results in death. I don't want that to be my legacy, do you? I want to bring my lusts under the submission and under the authority of the word of God. You know, something inside of you dies every single time that you sin. Did you know that? It, it's true. When, when you sin, you die to your destiny. You die to what God has called you to accomplish this side of heaven. You, you die to intimacy with Christ. Now, Jesus still loves you, and he longs to be intimate with you, but it's your sin that's building a wall between heartfelt intimacy with you and your Savior. When, when you engage in lust and then sin, another thing that you die to is that you die to right relationships on planet Earth because you may not believe it and you may not want to admit it, but when we're engaging in sin, it really does affect our human relationships. If I have a problem with anger that's left undealt with, you better believe it's going to affect my relationships this side of heaven. If I have a problem with gossip that I just talk about people, you better believe it's going to affect my friendships this side of heaven. If I have a problem with stealing, you better believe it's going to affect my relationships. If I have a problem with overspending, you better believe it's going to affect my relationship. Something precious dies in our relationships when we give in to the enemy's lies. And after we sin, we are left asking ourselves, 
Was it worth it? Was it really worth it? I can tell you today, this is the voice of experience speaking to you. Sin is never worth the price that you pay to accomplish it. Let me say that to you one more time. Sin is never worth the price that you pay to accomplish it. Often in my life, when I've been tempted, I have thought about the scripture, Hebrews 11, verse 25. And and this is what this verse says, enjoying the passing pleasures of sin. That's true. That is true, isn't it? There is a passing pleasure when it comes to sin. When we engage in sin, it, it brings us momentary delight, a moment of fun, an instant of gratification. It tastes good for the moment, but it is a very short moment of pleasure because in the long run, it's going to poison you and eventually cause death to precious things in your life. Satan loves to get his hook into the mouth of believers, but refuse to bite. Deal with your lust issues at their very core. Okay, now, so if God doesn't tempt us and he doesn't send evil, what does he do? What is God's job description? What is God doing while I'm dealing with sin on planet earth? I'm so glad you asked that question because verse 17, James 1, 17 answers it. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. It's the character of God to give to you, and he only gives good. Now, let that settle for a minute. Marinate in that piece of truth from the word of God. God only gives good. God is perfectly good. And everything that he does is perfectly good. And everything that he gives is perfectly good. God wants the highest and the very best for your life. So don't compromise his highest or his best with sin or lust. Why would you settle for sin when God has eternal good knocking at the door of your life? This scripture, James 1.17, is, I'm telling you, it's one of the most encouraging comforting, and certainly most hopeful verses in the entire New Testament. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Okay, let me help you with this for a minute. We are human beings. He is not. He is God, and it's hard for us to wrap our minds around his perpetual, infinite, giving goodness. So often in our human relationships, we withhold based on performance, don't we? 
He doesn't do that. That's not the way God acts. That's not the way he responds. You know, as human beings, we are only as good as people are to us, but he is not impacted by how good we are. He doesn't withhold from us based on our behavior. I just want to tell you today that anything good that is in your life is there because you serve a God who is infinitely good. And he never changes. He is always good. He is always giving good to his children. Regardless of how we act, he is good still. Our behavior does not have the power to change who God is. And he is a perpetually good God. If God is anything, he is that thing infinitely because his character is infinite. So he's infinitely kind. He's infinitely merciful. And God is infinitely good. And he is throwing good things at your life today. James chapter 1 verse 18. In the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. This is an example of God's infinite and perpetual goodness. He didn't have to, but he gave us spiritual birth. He brought us forth by the word of his truth. He is so good that he saved us from our sins. We didn't deserve it. Now, isn't that the truth? But he did it anyway because he is perpetually and generously good. While we were yet sinners, Jesus was sent to save us from our our sins. That's an example of the perpetual and infinite goodness of God toward his children. You know, James is writing to Jewish leaders in the early church, and they knew well the concept of first fruits. They knew that a good Hebrew farmer or producer always brought his first fruits to the temple of God. See, as a Hebrew nation, the first tenth of everything belonged to God. God desired from his children the best of herds, the best of flocks, the best of crops, and the best of lands and fruit. The first fruits guarantee a blessing on the rest of the harvest. And so a good Hebrew or Jewish farmer knew that when he gave his first fruits to God, that he was guaranteeing a blessing on the rest of the harvest yet to come. And this verse in James chapter 1, verse 18, compels us to live as first fruits, that our lives are to be examples of the goodness and of the generosity of our God. I want you to know that you are a first fruit alive at this time in history because you have given yourself wholly and completely and totally to the good God that you serve. The rest of your family will be blessed because of you. Your workplace will be blessed because of you.
Your neighborhood will be blessed because of you as a believer in Jesus Christ who never, never, never gives up giving their whole heart to him. The blessing of the first fruits will accompany you wherever you go. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Whether you want to live above the ordinary or learn to worship God even during hardships, Carol has great teachings to help you every step of the way. And remember, Carol is always available to speak in your area.